Hello, Runout Grooves listeners. I am Dave Fonseca, joined as always by America's greatest music critic, Wolf Ramitz. Wolf, how are you? Hello, hello. Uh, I will slide you that twenty dollars the next time I see you. For <laughs> keep them, keep them coming. <laughs> that great plot, it. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's been a while since we hit you with a new episode, so I just wanted to check in with a quick programming note. So, uh, for starters, if you've been wondering where we've been, that is on me. My wife and I had our first child back in December, and honestly. Uh, silence is just a little too golden in our home right now for me to spoil it with Washington Wizards takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad that, you know, we didn't have uh, time to talk about the 32 and 37 Washington Wizards <laughs> or any bet that we may have had associated with that win total. Yeah, so what even Listen, are we talking about there? Yeah. If you need someone to remember who played the Hammond on a, on a, on a Bobby Caldwell B-side in 1978, Wolf is your man. If you need someone to project the fortunes of a mediocre basketball team. <laughs> Nobody can fucking touch my shit. I am I, wizards, Knicks. I slammed the over and I, I, I didn't put any actual money on it. I feel like an idiot, but it was like the two, like least exciting, least attractive bets in, in the whole roster. And I just hammered them on the podcast, but didn't put any actual money on it. Anyways, things have stabilized enough now that I can start filling the house uh, and your ears with some superfluous noise. Once again, so we're coming back, but we're coming back in a different way. So we're announcing now that Runout Grooves is becoming Hot Licks and Rhetoric. So if that name is familiar to you, you probably have a sense of where we're going. But if not, here's the logline. Uh, Hot Licks and Rhetoric is a podcast about what we're calling Rock's Imperial Era. Uh, so so what does that mean? And before I, I pontificate about this, Ian, did you want to weigh in on, on what you think that means? I think we're going to spend the entire season trying to triangulate where exactly this era falls and what it is. So that's what I'm super excited for. Yeah. When we talked about this um, prior to, we were discussing sort of like the, like the new era of this podcast. I had this idea of it going from uh, please, please me to never mind 62 to 92. But I think that's really just because it's a, it's an even three decades. I think there's a fair amount of bleed on both sides. But I do think that time period sort of defines the uh, the essence of what we're talking about. And my perception of that essence is it was sort of like rock music's Easy Riders and Raging Bulls period, meaning it was a time when the industry was awash in way too much money, which sometimes fell into the pockets of some really brilliant and insane people. And it made for um, great albums and some fabulous disasters as well. So this is a podcast about that brief period of time, uh, what I would call a few unsustainable decades where it would seems like a miracle in retrospect, rock musicians were actually at the center of pop culture. And I think what makes that era different from now is that this was a time period where rock music like impacted pop culture at large and was impacted by pop culture at large. This is not a judgment on the value or the, like the quality of the music that's being made in these respective eras. I still think that there are a fair number of really great rock albums and singer-songwriter albums made every year. The quality of studio musicianship is, you know, that just that stuff just gets better every year in the same way that like athletes get better every year. But there's no denying that their cultural significance is not at the point where it once was in the era that we're going to be discussing. I think of the stuff that mainly falls under the hot licks and rhetoric umbrella is music made by adults for adults that had a certain urbane 
and smart sensibility, and it could still chart. So this is as as uh, as Wolf said, like we're gonna get kind of be figuring out and triangulating what bands fit into this uh, into this matrix as we go along because it's it's hard to say. Like like are the Ramones a band that fits into into they certainly you know fit into this timeline, but are they the kind of band that we would talk about on the podcast? I mean, if we really wanted to, I'm sure we could, but would it make sense to do that? What about like the Cure? You know. Um, it's hard to say, like, I think in my mind, you know, the, um, the quintessential band from this era that we would talk about would be Steely Dan and, you know, based on the, uh, the title of the podcast, which comes from a a Steely Dan song. And obviously that's, that's where we're coming from, but I have a sense that there's going to be the criteria will change a lot as we go through this. Like one of the questions that I want to really drill down into is what of the more soft rock types that charted on the R&B side of the chart, like, do they fit into this? Like Johnny Guitar Watson, does Johnny Guitar Watson smoother material? Is that a hot licks and rhetoric type of album? Yeah. And I think the what's exciting about this is um, the more you sort of uh, pull at the uh, the strings uh, in the research, the more you see that all these bands are are connected, you know, like, we were talking the other day about, uh, you know, Katie lied, which, you know, spoiler alert, our first episode is going to be on Steely Dan's 1974 album, Katie lied. Yeah. I mean, and the, the, the thing is like, the more you look into this stuff, the more you can kind of see it's like, it's like, it's all connected. Like, you know, speaking of kiss, you know, Rick Derringer plays a, plays a solo on, uh, Steely Dan's Katie lied album. And, uh, he also plays on, on look it up. So, you know, it's all connected. We're going to have to take time every episode to do the kiss connection because <laughs> I'm sure that everything we're going to talk about is at least three degrees of separation away from kiss. Right. Exactly. And uh, Gene Simmons uh, uh, himself also, uh, you know, tried out to be uh, uh, the vocalist for kiss. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did he make it? Uh, Gene Simmons <laughs> also tried out to be the, the vocalist for uh, Steely Dan. Can you imagine? <laughs> wow. <laughs> in full kiss um, regalia yeah but only he's only he's wearing it yeah blood pouring down his mouth while he tells you like any major dude can tell you yeah I, uh by the way steely dan much more perverted than kiss but i like the inverse of like kiss all dressing like walter becker yeah 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 actually like kiss dressing like walter becker isn't that just the knack <laughs> I, yeah i mean um listen you have you have the songs with a uh sort of uh creeping fixation on on not necessarily legal romantic interests and uh <laughs> <laughs> man i also like with that reference like everybody that is under 35 just immediately turned off the podcast yeah by the way if you're under 35 you're not allowed to listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is rated NC thirty five. It's a new rating standard that's been created for this podcast. Uh, so, Wolf, I want to I want to throw it back to you. Um, what are, What are some things that you want to talk about? I mean, we've we've kind of sketched out uh, the the um, the episode list for our first season. Are there any you want to reveal ahead of time? I think the thing that people will be expecting me to talk about is going to be Jay Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely doing an episode in Jay Ferguson. Jay Ferguson almost has this Zelig-like career in rock music. And I cannot wait for people to hear the entirety of this story. 
you've definitely heard Jay Ferguson's music, whether you know it or not. And I like how you're like a Tom Cruise in, um, in Jerry Maguire right now. It's like, I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do, which is (laughs) read Jay Ferguson's Wikipedia page. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. So I think that we've sort of, we sort of laid out what we're trying to do here. I mean, this is, Honestly, the reality is this is the kind of stuff that Wolf and I just send text messages to each other at odd hours of the night about all the time. So we figured it just made sense to kind of hone in a little bit more on that and and give the podcast a little more focus. But um, going forward, Hot Licks and Rhetoric will be in this same feed. So just stay tuned here. And if you know anybody who seems like they'd be interested in like something like this and they're over the age of 35... <laughs> Please, uh, please feel free to let them know. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking forward to talking to you. So stay tuned right here for the Hot Licks and Rhetoric podcast. Our first episode will be Steely Dan's 1974 album, Katie Live. Yeah!